This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Matt Foley. A dicey finish, but the Brewers get the win. They hold on to knock off the Cubs by a 7-6 score. Welcome into Brewers Extra Innings, a Memorial Day edition. We're doing two Brewers Extra Innings today. I've been hosting this show, I believe, seven years now. I think this is only the second time that we have had a double Brewers Extra Innings Day, and I am certainly here for it. The Brewers get the win. We'll see if they can come up with a doubleheader sweep this evening in the nightcap. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Calling and texting. Or you can tweet at me if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Uh, coming up between now and 5 o'clock, we'll have you for the next hour and 10 minutes. Uh, we will hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll go back through the game with the highlights, and uh, Vinny Rotino is set to uh, join us as well. So we'll get done with this show at about 5 o'clock, and then we'll have about an hour, and then we'll be back with more Brewers-related programming when uh, the Brewers have their pregame show beginning at 6.05. So a lot of brewers today here on WTMJ, and again, uh, that is certainly a good thing. Again, if you want to join us, 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, kind of the, uh, I would say the storyline of this game, Ethan Small, Major League debut, looked good for two innings, all of a sudden couldn't throw strikes, it went bad for him quickly. Wind is blowing out. The Brewers certainly take advantage of that with uh, three home runs. And then the back end of the bullpen, it wasn't easy, but they get the job done. Devin Williams, certainly a dicey inning. Josh Hader allowed the potential tying run aboard, but they each throw a scoreless inning, and the Brewers come away with the victory. We'll take a break, continue on with more in just a moment. This is Brewers Extra Innings. A look at second, the one-two pitch. Swing and a miss. He climbed the ladder with a fastball at 92, and that's the first big league strikeout for Ethan Small. Pretty cool for Ethan Small. Not the result that he wanted, but his first two innings scoreless. Certainly we saw the promise in him. Just had a hard time throwing strikes there, uh, coming back out for the third inning, and that pitch count went up and up and up. 35 is generally that danger zone for a pitcher. On You don't want to go much past 35 pitches in an inning, and if you get past that, that's when you start uh, really looking at something. And uh, So you, you had he's a young guy. He's a prospect. You had to pull him out. With Brandon Woodruff going on the end of the list prior to the game, you would think that he's going to be given every opportunity to uh, make another start here. At, uh, at some point in the relatively near future. So some positives, some negatives. He just stopped throwing strikes. That's the bottom line. And you look at what he has done throughout his career. He's got a lot of really fantastic numbers. But if there is one number that you take issue with, it is the number of walks. This year at AAA, 21 walks in 38 and a third innings. Uh, last year at AAA, 21 walks in 35 innings. Last year in his AA time, 21 walks in 41 and a third innings. So he's averaging uh, just about a walk every other inning, basically. And that's just that's a bit too much. And the thing is, what happens is what happened to him today, where those walks will stack up. And he's a guy that relies on the fastball change-up combination, where he's throwing each of those pitches for a strike, and then when hitters are, are sitting there, they look exactly the same coming out of his hand. And 
you have no clue what's going to be coming your way. And when he stopped throwing the changeup for strikes in the third inning, that's when everything absolutely changed for him. So as long as he can throw strikes, he's going to be in um, he's going to be in good shape. He did not throw strikes in the third inning, and his day ended after uh, two and two thirds. But not a not the dramatics of the first uh, appearance for Aaron Ashby, but kind of the same story where Ashby struggled against the Cubs in his first major league appearance, and the Brewers came back to win. Now that win, there was a lot more runs that were scored in the first inning against Ashby, and that was an incredible comeback victory uh, for the Brewers. This was just one of those games where the wind was blowing out, and the Brewers were able to take advantage of it. And again, the bullpen uh, did a nice job. It was good to see Devin Williams. That, that his change today, it just it it was not as effective as it normally is, and um, he was able to battle through a really really tough spot. I think you give a lot of credit even to some of the Brewers pitchers that gave up runs today. Was you know, I said that Craig Council talks about a lot is the run scoring environment, and sometimes because of the run scoring environment. You don't evaluate pitchers so much on what their line is, but you evaluate it as compared to the kind of environment that you are playing in. So I would I would make the argument that the Brewers bullpen, including Trevor Gott, who gave up two runs, I would make the argument that and, and Trevor Kelly who gave up two runs. I'd make the argument that the Brewers bullpen uh, did a nice job today. And again, it's all about getting the W next to your name at the end of the day, and that's what the Brewers were able to do. 7-6, the final score over the Cubs. Uh, we've got the text messages and the tweets coming in. If you want to call us, you can do so on the Acunet Mortgage Talk text line, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. We've got the news with uh, Jasper coming up in two minutes, and then I'll be back with former Brewer Vinny Rotino after that, the Brewers get the win in Game 1 of the Twin Bills, 7-6 over the Cubs. This is Brewers Extra Innings. And swinging a fly ball, hit to left, backing up on it, Frazier, back, turning around, watching it go! That ball's gone! Up into the basket, it's a three-run home run, Luis Urias. And the Brewers have taken a 7-4 lead with two out in the seventh inning. And they hold on to win 7-6. Brewers Extra Innings continues here on WTMJ, the first of two programs today. We'll have another BEI immediately following game number two. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in former Brewer Vinny Rotino. And, Vinny, uh, let's start with Ethan Small. His first two innings were really good. He has a hard time throwing strikes in his third inning. Can't get out of there after throwing almost 40 pitches through the minor leagues. That was his only bugaboo. He throws, uh, issues too many walks, and we saw that really bite him today in the third. Yeah, first two innings, 30 pitches, 19 for strikes. I thought he, I thought his stuff, not pinpoint command by any means, I thought his stuff played well in the zone. He was able to drive it to areas, right? The four-seam fastball that was up to 94 had showed a lot of good deception. Changeup was in the zone as well. Then in the third inning, a completely different story. You know, 39 pitches in that inning only uh, through 19 strikes. That, that can't, That's just not going to get it done. They're just hitters. They just stopped swinging once they saw that he was just scattering the ball around the zone. And so, um, I, again, I think it, you heard counsel say it. You know, once he figures out, 
how to be in the zone with some you know better pitchability, more consistent pitchability, more consistent command. I think he'll be fine just because I saw it play well in the zone, and so did the Cubs, quite frankly. So uh, he's that's his next step uh, in development. What happens, especially when it comes to a young pitcher early on in their career, where they just lose command? Is it the, is the game speeding up on them? What what's happening in those moments? Uh, I mean. So looking at Ethan Small specifically and what happens to him, I think that's just part of who he is at times. He just scatters the ball. I actually thought he he was excellent in terms of competing for his first big league start at Wrigley Field. That's not easy. I mean, there's uh, you add that third deck and you add a bunch of fans in the stands, it is overwhelming at times for some players. That was encouraging to see that it was not for Ethan Small. So I just... I don't think it's sped up on him. I just think that's part of who he is right now as a pitcher in his in his development curve, that he's just a guy that scatters the ball, loses it every once in a while, because we saw that in the minor leagues as well. All of a sudden, he'd throw a 50-foot fastball uh, or a fastball that was over the catcher's head every once in a while. So you just he just needs to learn that touch and feel a little bit better, maybe a little bit better and more consistent timing to his mechanics it's funky mechanics we all saw like what that looked like right uh is a big head duck um there's a big you know big moving arm action in the back there uh but he's got to learn to time it up and that is his next step when you're a pitcher and you're walking into wrigley field and you walk out to the field and you see those darn flags pushing out in the wrong direction what's going (laughs) through your mind I mean, I know it was going through my mind as a hitter. I was like, okay, just hit a pop-up and it's going to get out of here. I mean, I'm telling you, the ball absolutely flies out of there when it is like that. But, yeah, I mean, as a pitcher and as a catcher, when you see that, you just you try and keep the ball down. You try and mix speeds and you try and use use your changeup a little bit more um, just to, to get guys off balance, although that's probably not the right approach because changeup is a fly ball pitch. So, again, you just try and keep the ball on the ground any anyhow, any way that you can. You look at the guys that hit home runs today for the Brewers. Jace Peterson just continues to give the Brewers great at-bats. We've talked so much about Tyrone Taylor and the dominant force he has been over the past two, three weeks. And Luis Urias has arguably been uh, the most consistent, most impactful hitter that the Brewers have had since his uh, return from the injured list. Those three guys have been right in the middle of a lot of, of things that the Brewers have done offensively. Yeah, you talk about those three names and what do you get consistently as a whole from that group, you, you get consistent quality at bats. And that's what you saw. You, you saw from Jace Peterson dating back to last year. Uh, and you're, can, now you're, you're starting to see that he was really, he was off to a really slow start. So now you're starting to see those consistent at bats from him. Now you're talking about Tyrone Taylor also off to a slow start, consistent at bat guy. I think the theme here and Luis Arias always gives you a consistent at bat. I think the theme here is consistent quality at bats, baton passing type of mentality if i'm not going to do it if 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 the pitcher's not going to give me a pitch to hit i'm going to battle i'm going to fight and hopefully the guy behind me does i'm going to try and work a walk do whatever i can to pass that baton to the next guy i think as as these guys get hot these guys are very impactful to line up and remember willie adamas is out hunter renfro's out so once these guys get on base and have those consistent at bats you got other guys behind them that can really drive the ball to the ballpark and really impact the baseball so that is encouraging to know that the Brewers are still winning with those guys out 
Yeah, both those players expected back this week. Adamas uh, ended the Carolina portion of his rehab assignment. He's now at AAA Nashville. Uh, Hunter Renfro is, is eligible to come off the injury list later on this week. And based off some things he has said, it certainly seems like he's hoping that he gets the opportunity to uh, jump right back uh, onto the big league team as soon as he's eligible to go. We find out today, though, that Brandon Woodruff is going on the injury list. So now you have Woodruff and Peralta on the IL. It, does that give them the opportunity to probably give Ethan Small at least one more start? I think he gets another one, at least one more for sure. I mean, it's unfortunate that Woodruff is going on the IL right now. Um, I think Ethan Small, you got to give it to him. I think I think it's probably again I, I didn't see that the game was speeding up on him at all. I think that you saw that this is a guy that believes he belongs in the major leagues, and so that is a that's an attribute that not a lot of players have, believe it or not. So. You want to you want to make sure that you don't kind of tamper that in any way. So I would give him another one for sure, um, and especially with Brandon, unfortunately, going on the IL. I am concerned about injuries, and this is not just for the Brewers, but it's for every team in baseball. When you look at the last three years, Vinny, and everything that's kind of led up to where we're at right now, you had the start and stop spring training slash summer camp and then only 60 games and then you had a weird off season but then you jumped to the full 162 so a lot of pitchers had huge jumps then you went into another kind of weird off season you started the season a little bit different last year but for the most part last year was somewhat normal but then you go back into an off season because of the lockout and you didn't have access to team facilities you didn't have access to team doctors you didn't have access to uh to team strength and conditioning staffs and things like that and then you end up having a short spring training this year like just that alone would make me concerned about injuries but when i look at the the inconsistencies of the last three years i just feel like every pitcher in major league baseball is that probably every player but we're talking about pitching specifically every pitcher in baseball is that much more susceptible right now to injuries matt that is a great point this is probably the year that you know, we start to see things kind of crop up a little bit more often than even last year. I mean, because last year they were, they were very careful, right? They still, I feel like a lot of teams had the training wheels on, especially the Brewers, six-man rotation. We're going to extend guys. We're, we're going to give every single guy the appropriate rest according to a six-man rotation. This year, you know, we're starting to see, like, taking the training wheels off a little bit. And, and I, I think teams are treading into territory that they don't really know how arms are going to react, quite frankly. I mean, and I know, you know, for, for one, Freddie Peralta. And then, and then two, here we got Brandon Woodruff here with an ankle injury. But that is a, that's a fluky thing, I feel like, a high ankle sprain. Um, hopefully he's not out much longer than, you know, the, the 15 days or whatever. But, yeah, that is an excellent point. This is a year where it's like, definitely treading into unknown you know training wheels off type of territory that hopefully guys aren't going to start dropping like flies knock on wood especially of course for this brewers team yeah i hope i'm wrong i'm just yeah. i'm acutely aware of everything that's kind of led up to where we're at right now and it does uh it does concern me and i will gladly be wrong if i am uh, when we get to the end of the season uh, the bullpen today, uh, the the overall numbers for the bullpen are not great. They gave up the four runs, but again, we talk about the run scoring environment and the ball. You know, the the wind blowing out. Uh, they kept this team in the game, and then they held on to the win, the the lead late. Uh, even a uh, even the Trevor Kelly and the Trevor, the, you know, 
the Kelly and the God innings where they give up two runs. Like I just, I think it was an overall pretty good day for the bullpen. It was a great day for the bullpen. Aside from Trevor, you know, Kelly gave up the two homers. Otherwise, he pitched pretty well. Um, he got out of that bases loaded jam. Let's not forget that Ethan Small put him in with a pop out, uh, and then he did pitch the one inning and gave up the two homers. Um, it, but they covered six innings in a third, right? So, I mean, they covered a lot of innings. They kept the, the game close enough for them to come back. And Miguel Sanchez pitched beautifully. We're going to do a little thing on him in the pregame show just because he's been great. He's been able to keep the game there. He's been consistent. He's been throwing strikes. He's got that split. He's got the uh, he's got the, the two-seamer that works really well. Trevor got actually, you know, his line looks a little bit ugly, but he had a huge strikeout to Alfonso Rivas with that nasty cutter underneath his hand. Hands. That was a huge pitch in the game. That game could have been blown open right there by Alfonso Rivas. Devin Williams, after the air, picked up his teammate, Mike Brasso, and picked him up and got out of the inning with a great change, a great sequence, really, to um, Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom actually swung at two changeups down out of the zone. Williams threw another one. Wisdom actually read that pitch well. He said, okay, that's a changeup. That's going to be another one down out of the zone. It stayed up for strike three. And then Josh Hader, how good is he? My goodness. I mean, I, I had no – I don't know about you, Matt. I had zero concern that Josh Hader was going to get out of that inning with, like, with, you know, no, no damage done whatsoever. Nico Horner leads off the inning with a, with a uh, ground ball single and then steals second base. And no concerns. <laughs> then he strikes out the side. Um, it's just what a weapon to have for this Brewers team. My only concern ever with Josh Hader, and this has nothing to do with him, is that somebody's going to accidentally hit a home run. Like they're going to miss on their swing, but turns out it's a good swing and someone hits one out. That's what happened last year, right? The only blown yeah. save he had, Jose Peraza, who can't hit his way out of a paper bag, quite frankly, never liked that player, closed his eyes, swung before Josh Hader even released the ball and hit a home run out at City Field last year. But I agree with you. There's very little that can be done against this guy offensively. Uh, game two of the doubleheader, they don't use Brad Boxberger in game one. They, that was a... That was a decision to keep God in in that situation by not using Boxberger. It felt like maybe that set things up a, a little bit more. It, it wouldn't be shocking to see uh, maybe a William. I don't know. Every once in a while, you see somebody pitch both games of a doubleheader. It's not that. It's not that common. But I guess from a bullpen standpoint, they do save themselves a bit because they do have Boxberger available. Yeah, the key to this next game here is Ashby obviously go as long as he can. Score some runs off Drew Smiley. I don't think they'll have any problems doing that. I've never thought he could pitch. Uh, I mean, he could always pitch. The Brewers just have a good, I know. I, I, I'm quite That's savage. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I, I just hey, – look, I think the Brewers ha do a great job of having quality at-bats and doing damage against guys that just don't throw real hard and just try and pitch. I know Drew Smiley's had a great career. I, I, you know, I, my goodness, he's he's pitched a long time in the major league, so I shouldn't be so savage against them. Um, but I think the Brewers do a good job, and they match up well against a guy like this, even though he is a left-handed starter. So we'll see if that trend turns around for them. But then, yeah, obviously Bridget uh, somehow to uh, Brad Boxberger at the back. Uh, I'm guessing Suter is available um, as well, but uh, Ashby's got to go deep here. 
Vinny, part of what I love about you is sometimes when you're talking, you're talking exactly the way you'd be talking if you were sitting in the stands at a ball game and there's like 12 other scouts around you and you guys are all discussing like the same guy and you're all very like-minded on him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just let it fly sometimes. You know who taught me that is Brian Anderson. He said, Vinny, you got to stop mincing words and just let it fly. So. I'll blame it on him. (laughs) Go after B.A. on that one. Uh, It seems like the time for Ashby to go ahead and get his first win, right? He's 0-3 this year. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think he matches up well here. Again, it's a a ton of ground balls. The wind's blowing out, so he's going to be able to keep the ball on the ground. He's got the the really nasty sinker. Uh, Again, he's just got to stay close with that front side and drive the ball through somewhere in the zone, and it's going to work to corners. It's going to work somehow in the zone. He's going to miss barrels. He's going to get swing and miss. And then, obviously, that nasty slider. Um, he's just he, – he's so impressive to me. I mean, this kid is is a, brand new to the league. He's 24 years old. My goodness, 20 – I started playing pro ball at 24. This guy's dealing in the big leagues at 24, and uh, he looks like he, he belongs and then some. All right, so you got an hour and 40 minutes now until your next TV pregame show starts. What's, what's your plan here? Are you going to go get a bite to eat? Are you, are you and Kashan hanging out at the studio together? What, what do you do for the next hour 40? i got to get out of the studio for sure. I think, I'm thinking Portillo's or something. I don't know. We'll get, I'll get a bite to eat somewhere and then come back. How what's about your, you? Uh, what, uh, I, I'm, I've got a, I'm on a dad duty as well today, so I've got, okay. uh, I've got my daughter to deal with between the uh, games, which yeah. is totally fine. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we will talk to you in just a few hours. We'll talk to you after game number uh, two. Sounds good, man. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, all right. Vinny Rotino joining us here on Brewers Extra Innings after the Brewers come up with a win in Chicago over the Cubs at 7-6. 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk text line. You can tweet into the program as well, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We'll still get the post-game comments from manager Craig Council coming up. We will still uh, go back through the game with the highlights. A lot to do between now and 5 o'clock when we wrap things up. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. And Ethan Small with four strikeouts through his first two big league innings. His first two innings were really, really good. And then it just didn't really go so well for him in the third inning when he had a hard time throwing strikes. Welcome back in. It's Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. You know, something I should have asked Vinny Rotino, and I'll I'll get an opportunity to uh, ask him this many times moving forward. One other thing with Small is, and he does throw other pitches. He'll throw a slider, uh, but he's really a fastball change-up guy. And when we talk about starting pitchers, a lot of times, two pitch starting pitchers don't play in the big leagues. You know, Freddie Peralta became a viable big league starter at a high level when he starts throwing more pitches. Now, he was more of a one pitch kind of guy, not so much a two pitch kind of guy, but that is going to be something that's going to be interesting to watch with Small as he moves forward. It didn't really matter today. It was his big league debut. Nobody had ever seen anything that he threw uh, live for the most part, unless somebody faced him in the minor leagues. Uh, but he's uh, he threw all but three of his pitches today were four seam fastballs or the changeup. He threw three sliders, didn't get a swing on any of them and threw only one of them for strikes. So the slider was not in play today. It was the fastball and the changeup. Does he have to get 
a third pitch that plays at the big league level for him to uh, have success and to thrive at the big league level? I think it's a legitimate question, and it's probably something I should have asked Vinny when we had him on earlier. I would say yes. At some point, you get exposed. And the other thing with that, you know, one of the one of the things about being a pitcher that's got a bunch of pitches, like three, four, five pitches that you can throw. A lot of times you walk out there and you, you don't have command of all of them. If one day your slider doesn't work or one day your cutter doesn't work, well then if you got a bunch of other pitches, you can just go away from the from whatever's not working and you can kind of change your game plan on the fly. For an Ethan Small, it's going to be really challenging. If he work, walks out one day and he doesn't have fastball command or if he walks out and the, the changeup is just not doing what he wants it to do, you're going to get in trouble, and you're going to get in trouble really, really fast because of how much you rely on those two pitches. And that's one of the big things that happens on the jump from AAA to the big leagues. And don't get me wrong, there are good hitters at AAA. You go watch any AAA game, you're going to watch a whole bunch of guys who have major league service time. But there is a difference when you jump from AAA to the big leagues. And when you're a starting pitcher, one of those big differences is being able to throw have to throw more pitches you have to because of what uh guys will just sit and have success so that's something to watch out for with ethan small sometimes when you've got somebody that only has one or two pitches they become destined for the bullpen i don't think that's going to happen with small i don't uh but one one of the things that's got to be on the list of things to do is to make sure that, you know, whether it is the slider, whether he develops some of his other uh, secondary pitches, that some of those become effective at the big level. First game in the big leagues, nobody's seen him. You can go fast, fastball change and be pretty good, and that's what he did through the first two innings. And if he would have continued throwing for strikes, I have no doubt, I have zero doubt that if he would have kept command of his pitches, the, the third, fourth, maybe the fifth innings would have looked very similar to what the first two innings were. It went b- bad for Ethan Small because he couldn't throw strikes. That, that's why he lost command of his pitches, and that's what resulted in him having a hard time today. Doug texting in the program says, I want to thank the Cubs for picking up Daniel Norris so the Brewers can beat up on him like teams did last year when he was with the Brewers. Uh, goes on to say, big names aren't doing much, but some of the little names are. Keep it going, Taylor, Peterson, and Hira. Yeah, you know, we, uh, when we were talking with Vinny, mentioned the three home runs, the home runs hit by Jace Peterson, Tyrone Taylor, and Luis Urias. Should mention Keston here. He comes up with another hit today. He drives in a run. Uh, that's, a, that's a big run in a one-run game that the Brewers win. Like When we go back through the highlights, every single play in this game that helped produce an extra run, well, that play is the difference in this game because the Brewers end up winning it by just one single tally. So uh, I think Doug is right on. And it's kind of fun right now watching some of these guys who are not the huge names continue to come up big. It's been I, – I have, I have appreciated so much seeing – Tyrone Taylor do what he has done here, being given truly that that first everyday opportunity of his major league career. And now there's going to be some decisions to make when when this team gets healthy. Hunter Renfro is going to be back sooner than later. We we saw the one big game from uh, Lorenzo Cain, and you, you still want to make sure to get him enough at-bats 
for him to continue to try to come out of his uh, offensive funk that he's been in. He is starting in the second game. Lorenzo Cain is batting in the seventh spot today. He is in center field. Tyler Taylor in the second game will bat third. He's in right field. We'll give you the entire game two lineup coming up uh, later on in the program. But that is going to be one of the things that manager Craig Council is going to have to navigate through uh, once Hunter Renfro gets healthy. And same thing with uh, on the infield. When when Willie Adamas gets healthy, where are the at-bats for Jace Peterson? Where are the at-bats for Mike Brasso? Two guys who have done a nice job offensively. Brasso leaves something to be desired from a defensive fielding standpoint. Uh, we saw him that one game at shortstop, but even at third, it's it's not great for him at third. The air that he commits today, it's already his fifth air of the year. But he's done a nice job from an offensive standpoint. So there are guys who deserve at-bats, and there are injured players who have starting roles, and all that is going to have to be figured out. But as I always say, those things do tend to figure themselves out. 7-6, Brewers get the win over the Cubs. We'll get the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 1-2 pitch. Tyrone, a high drive, deep left center field. Racing back is Ortega. It is gone. Tyrone with a two-run blast, and we are tied here at Wrigley. 7-6, the Brewers get the win. They knock off the Cubs game one of a doubleheader. Game two tonight, 6-40. Our coverage will begin at 6-05. Aaron Ashby against Drew Smiley, the pitching matchup. This is one of those games as a manager. It, it's tough to manage for so many reasons when you're using – from a pitching standpoint, you've got a starter who doesn't make it out of the third inning. You have a run-scoring environment where it feels like a lot of balls are going to be hit out. And you've got a second game looming that you want to make sure that you put yourself in the best possible position to win. So how do you deal with all those things when making pitching changes? Well, that's what manager Craig Council spoke about as he opened up his post-game comments just a few minutes ago. Well, I mean, it would, you know, it was 4-2 and, uh, you know, just everything that's going on today with the doubleheader and the pitching decisions everybody has to make and the, the weather conditions. So it's, you know, it, it, the game was you know very much still a game the the whole thing the whole thing and keeping it i thought you know trevor kelly even though he gave some runs in the in the fourth keeping it keeping it two to two to one in the third was was a big out um and then miguel sanchez really did a heck of a job those two innings you know we we needed that um you know, not only for this game, but for the next game. And that, that was a, a big, big performance from him. I mean, that's, that's four innings in the last three days, um, very efficiently, four scoreless innings. Overall, what did you think of Ethan? Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, this is kind of Ethan's thing, is that, that it's the, you know, he's got the chase to get out of the inning just wasn't quite there. Um, and that's the credit to the Cubs for that, but that's, you know, you're looking for that next kind of little swing out of the zone, and he couldn't get a swing out of the zone. They, they, they laid off, um, and that, that ran his pitch count up, and just just too much. Is that going to be tougher for him, Craig, at this level, because he doesn't have the 95, he doesn't have the... No, I mean, I, look, we saw his stuff work in the strike zone, no, no question about it. So, um, but it, it's just, it's a next step of pitching. Kind of, your misses a little better. Um... You know your full count pitches a little better, um, just just a little better. Does the stuff doesn't have to be better, but your misses have to be better. 
early on, I mean, is that what you want to see from him? Kind of get those swings on, on the fastballs up and then kind of the change-ups you have? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what he's going to do. I mean, he, he followed it to a T, and um, he he pitched how he's going to pitch. Um, and, and frankly, he got into trouble how he gets into trouble. And, and you've talked with him about that, right? Is that sort of... Like... It's just, it's pitching, man. It's, it's, it's the next step. It's the hitters are a little better. The hitters are going to uh, lay off it a little bit more and make you work a little harder. It's, that's pitching development. Offensively, just with the homers, um, was it just kind of what you expected? What we talked about before, and like, kind of no lead is safe on a day like this. Yeah, well, I mean, we did. We just, you know, we got some two out, two out homers. Obviously, uh, a two run, two run from Tyrone, and after a an inning that you know we get a double play to two outs and nobody on, and then, or no, that was I'm sorry, that was the Norris inning, but uh, Tyrone's homer was two outs, nobody on, I believe, and then and then we chose was as well. Uh, it's just just good at bats. I mean, there's it's it is a, it is a hitter locked in for sure. Um, you're seeing that, and uh, he's putting good swings on the baseball and just very competitive at bats. Yeah, I mean, it, both teams sit in the same spot. Um, anytime you play a doubleheader, there's going to be different pitching decisions made, um, and and you'll see that from both clubs, I'm sure, in game two. Yeah, I mean it's yeah that's a major league inning, right? It's they're they're going to make you work, and you keep making pitches, um, not letting the moment kind of take you over. Um, kept making pitches. Magic Creek Council with the media just a little while ago as the Brewers get the win 7-6 in game one of the doubleheader. Dave in McGuanago texting in says, uh, when the game was tied 4-4, the announcer said the Brewers had only scored one earned run. However, they had hit two home runs. How would that work? So, Dave, if an inning is extended because of an error, any run that scores during that period that it's extended goes as an unearned run. So if somebody gets aboard early on in the inning because of uh, because of an error and then the inning continues on and you're to two outs and you should be at three outs, uh, anything that happens from that point forward uh, goes as an unearned run. So it's not unearned runs do not only impact runs that are that result in you know the, the the player who gets aboard because of the air him coming around to score obviously is an unearned run but also when innings are extended uh, runs go unearned as well something that's interesting on that though is if you have a pitching change and a new pitcher comes in in that situation a pitcher cannot be saved from not giving up earned runs based off things that happened to him before he was in the game. So, for example, if there's an error in an inning, there should be a third out. There's not a third out. There's a pitching change, and a new pitcher comes in and gives up a home run. That run for the pitcher goes down as an under, as an earned run, but it goes down for the team as an unearned run. So there are situations where a run can be unearned from a team perspective, but earned for an individual perspective. 
we are kind of going deep into the weeds here, but that's uh, that's how all that works. I hope that makes sense. Seven six Brewers get the win over the Cubs. How did it all go down? We'll tell you about those errors and everything else that happened. We'll do that with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. 7-6, Brewers get the win over the Cubs. Starting pitching matchup, it's a battle of two pitchers making their major league debuts. First time the Brewers have ever played in a game where the starting pitcher for each team was making their major league debut. Ethan Small for the crew, Matt Swarmer for Chicago. Uh, the Cubs would come up to the plate in the bottom of the first inning, and the first at bat for uh, Ethan Small facing off against Chicago, he faces off against the leadoff hitter, Christopher Morell. The pitch lying down the left field line. That is a fair ball and into the corner for extra bases for Morrell. Turns first, and he's going to motor into second with a leadoff double for Chicago. So at that point, you kind of say, uh-oh, but the next batter is Wilson Contreras. A look at second, the 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He climbed the ladder with a fastball at 92, and that's the first big league strikeout for Ethan Small. If you're a Milwaukee Brewer right now, is there a better guy to have your first career strikeout against than Wilson Contreras? I would say probably not. Uh, he would get Frank Schwindel to line out. Patrick Wisdom to strike out would get out of the inning. So a scoreless inning in his first major league inning. In the second, he gets uh, two outs relatively quickly while giving up one hit. Two outs, one on. It's P.J. Higgins at the plate. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. And Ethan Small with four strikeouts through his first two big league innings. Yeah, he's looking good at that point. Still scoreless, but not scoreless for long. Top of the third inning, one out. It's Jace Peterson at the plate. Swarmer, big tall red-hander, kicks into that windup. The 2-1 pitch, swung on and hit high and deep and way, way out. Right field, and watch this baby fly out of here. Back-to-back games with a home run for Jace Peterson, and that one left no doubt. The Brewers are on the board with a thump. one nothing here in the third inning. That lead does not last long. The wheels come off just a bit in the bottom of the third. Rafael Ortega leads the inning off with a base hit, and then a walk to Christopher Morrell. So runners on at first and second. It brings up Wilson Contreras. He grounds into a double play. That puts Ortega at third. That's a huge play in this game when you consider what this inning could have potentially turned into. But two outs. Um, at that point, Frank Schwindel comes up. He walks. Patrick Wisdom, he walks. So uh, Ethan Small is having a really hard time throwing strikes. He faces off against Nico Horner. Horner waits. 2-1 pitch. Swing a line drive. Base hit left field. Tying run has scored Ortega. Waved around third base. Swindell and the throw from Yelich is up the third base line. Taking off for second, the batter Horner. Narvaez throws there, but that's not in time. Nico Horner delivers a two-out, two-run single to give the Cubs the lead, two-to-one in the bottom of the third. Clint Frazier then walks, and that ends the day for Ethan Small. Trevor Kelly comes in. He gets Nelson Velasquez to pop out and ends the inning. So you look at the third inning as being a bad inning for Ethan Small, and it was. He couldn't get out of the inning. He couldn't throw strikes. But the bottom line is the Brewers only give up two runs in an inning that could have gone much worse. And when you end up winning by one, that's kind of a big deal. 
to the Brewers' uh, fourth inning. Rowdy Telez leads the inning off by flying out, and then Tyrone Taylor strikes out. Something the Brewers have been doing a lot lately, getting two odd hits. The next hitter, Omar Nervais. The 3-1. Swung on and smashed into left. Will it hang up for Frazier? No, it will not. Coming in, and then Frazier tried to play the hop, and he took his glove up too early. It bounced right underneath it and goes to the Ivy, and that'll give Omar Narvaez an extra base. They do assess an air on Clint Frazier. That's a big air because Keston Hira does this. Narvaez, very hot streak continues. Now eight for his last 13. And Hira lines it hard. Base hit in the left out of the reach of Horner. Around third, Narvaez. Frazier comes up throwing to the plate. It's offline. Taking off for second base. Hira, throw there. Out. They got him. But the run does count. Scoring first was Narvaez. Ties the game up at two apiece, but the Cubs get that lead back at the bottom of the fourth inning. It starts with P.J. Higgins. Higgins, then Ortega and Morell. 8-9-1 in the Cubs' order due. A line drive deep to left field. Yelich watching it go back up and into the bleacher seats. Home run P.J. Higgins. And the Cubs are back in front. A line drive riding the wind. The next hitter, Rafael Ortega, adds to that lead. Ortega single to start the two-run rally last inning. He drills one deep to right. Backing up on it, Peterson. He'll turn and watch it go. That ball's gone. Back-to-back home runs for the Cubs out of the bottom of the order. Rafael Ortega follows Higgins, and it's 4-2 Chicago. The next three hitters would be uh, put out by Trevor Kelly, and we head to the fifth inning with the Cubs leading by a 4-2 score. Miguel Sanchez puts up a zero in the bottom of the fifth to the top of the sixth inning we go. Luis Urias leads the inning off by reaching on a throwing air after Christian Yelich and Rowdy Telez each fly out for the first two outs of the inning. Tyrone Taylor is standing in. One-two pitch. Tyrone, a high drive, deep left center field. Racing back is Ortega. It is gone. Tyrone with a two-run blast, and we are tied here at Wrigley. More two-odd hits. The two-run home run gives the Brewers a tie. It is a 4-4 game. Former Brewer Daniel Norris comes in to pitch for the Cubs in the top of the seventh inning. He hits Keston Hira with a pinch. Uh, with then Andrew McCutcheon comes up as a uh, pinch hitter, and he grounds into a double play. So uh, two outs in the inning, but the Brewers still get something going. Mike Brasso gets a hit, then Colton Wong walks. Two outs, Luis Urias at the plate. And the 3-2 again. Swinging a fly ball hit to left. Backing up on it, Frazier. Back, turning around, watching it go. That ball's gone. Up into the basket. It's a three-run home run, Luis Urias. And the Brewers have taken a 7-4 lead with two out in the seventh inning. That was quite the inning, the way that all came together. Brewers lead by three, but here come the Cubs once again in the bottom of the seventh. New pitcher is Trevor Gott. First batter he faces, Wilson Contreras. He gets a base hit after Frank Schwindel flies out. Patrick Wisdom singles. That puts runners on at the corners for Nico Horner. Runners on the corners, 0-1. Swinging a line drive, base hit, right field. In from third, Contreras. First to third goes Wisdom. The throw is cut off in that direction. It's an RBI single by Nico Horner, who's driven in three, and we've got a two-run game. 
Ian Happ then comes up as a pinch hitter. During his at-bat, Nico Horner steals second. Happ has an RBI ground out that uh, scores Patrick Wisdom, and it does get the Cubs back within one run. Then a pinch hitter, Alfonso Rivas, comes up. The pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. A beautiful cutter breaking down and into the left-handed hitter, and Gott does keep the lead. Strikes out the pinch hitter to strand a runner on at third base, but two-run score for Chicago. The key was keeping the lead. That's what he did, even with the two-run scoring. Devin Williams had an interesting eighth inning. With one out, Rafael Ortega gets a base hit, moves to second on a wild pitch, and then with two outs, Wilson Contreras reaches on an air by Mike Brasso. Ortega goes to third. Uh, after Andrelton Simmons replaces Contreras as a pinch runner and steals second, Frank Schwindel is at the plate. He walks. That loads the bases for Patrick Wisdom. Devin, a strike away from getting out of it. Here's the pitch. And it is a cold third strike. He got him looking. Another changeup from Devin Williams. And the Cubs leave him loaded here in the bottom of the eighth. So it sends us to the ninth inning. Brewers holding that one-run lead. Brewers are put down in their half of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth, on comes Josh Hader. First battery faces Nico Horner. Hader has the sign. And the 1-1 pitch. Chopper down the first baseline. That's going to get over the head of Telez and into right field for a base hit. Boy, that took a big hop. No chance for Telez to get to it. That's just some tough luck for Josh Hader right there. Tying run aboard for the Cubs. No outs in the ninth inning. Next hitter, Ian Happ. Hater looks at first. The one-two to Happ. There goes the runner. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The throw to second. It's not going to be in time. Horner steals second base, and he's in the scoring position, but Happ is the first out. Ortho ASAP strikeout for Hater. Yeah, so one out of the inning, but again, that tying run on in scoring position. The next hitter is Alfonso Rivas. The 1-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider. Hater strikes out Rivas, and now the Cubs down to their last out. And they are down to P.J. Higgins. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He got him with a slider. Josh Hader gives up a leadoff single and strikes out the next three batters as the Brewers hold on to win here this afternoon, 7-6 over the Cubs. With the win, the Brewers go to 31-18. The Cubs, they drop to 19-28, winning totals for the crew. Seven runs, seven hits, one air. They leave two for the Cubs. Six runs, 12 hits, two airs, and they leave 11. The winning pitcher, Miguel Sanchez, is first of the year. He's 1-1. One one. Daniel Norris takes the loss to drop to 0-3. Hater the save, his 17th of the year. Home runs, Jace Peterson his fifth. Tyrone Taylor his fifth. Luis Urias his Fifth of the year, Higgins and Ortega each going deep for the Cubs. The game lasting three hours and 17 minutes, played in front of a crowd of 39,305 folks at Wrigley Field. One game done, one more to go. We will preview game two of our twin bill. We'll do that and wrap things up next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 
7-6, the Brewers get the win over the Cubs in game one of the doubleheader. The Brewers are making some roster moves between the games. Today's starting pitcher, Ethan Small, he has been optioned back to AAA Nashville. So he openly wondered whether or not he would stay in the rotation with Brandon Woodruff. Uh, going on the injured list. Now that seems unlikely as Small goes back to uh, AAA Nashville. Also, the team transfers Justin Topa to the 60-day injured list. That opens up a spot on the 40-man roster. And right-hand pitcher Luke Barker, who has done everything really throughout his time in the uh, minor leagues to be given an opportunity, has never been considered a big-time prospect, hasn't been on the 40-man roster, but has just continued to perform. He has been selected from AAA Nashville. So uh, good for Luke Barker. There's been a lot of people who are excited to see him potentially be given an opportunity at the big league level. Now Barker is going to get that opportunity as he again has been uh, selected from AAA Nashville and will be active for Game 2 of the series. We'll give you that lineup in a moment. Just some scores from around baseball real quick. Cardinals double up the Padres today. 6-3. Packy Nodding got the start for St. Louis in what was really a bullpen game. Two and a third. One run. Two hits. Uh, Stop me if you've heard this one. Paul Goldschmidt hit a home run, his 11th. Oh yeah, Nolan Gorman, he hit a home run as well. So the Brewers couldn't stop Goldschmidt and Gorman. Yeah, the Padres can't either. The uh, Pirates will play the Dodgers later on today. It'll be Zach Thompson on the mound for the Buckos and the Reds are not playing today. Nashville is the only Brewers minor league affiliate playing today. They are in action right now at Durham and in the uh, they're through three innings, no score. Interestingly enough, Willie Adamas not, not in the starting lineup for this game for Nashville. We thought he was going to be, but he is not in the starting lineup. Don't know if there's anything more to that or not, but that is just the way uh, things are. Brewers will play uh, game two of this series, uh, or excuse me, game two of this doubleheader, I should say, coming up in just a bit. The lineup will look like this. Andrew McCutcheon, Luis Urias, Tyrone Taylor, Rowdy Telez, Keston Hira, Mike Brasso, Lorenzo Cain, Mark Mathias, and Victor Caratini going one through nine. McCutcheon is starting in uh, left field. Uh, you're going to have uh, Keston Hira starting at first. Mike Brasso starts at third. Mark Mathias is starting at uh, second base. That's how uh, that all works out today in game number two of the series. And it's going to be Aaron Ashby on the mound, 0-3, 2.91 ERA. Drew Smiley will make the start for the Cubs. The lefty is 2-5 with a 4.08 ERA. That's going to do it for this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. In about an hour, we will have network coverage of Game 2 of the Twin Bill. And then myself and Vinny Rotino will be back with you for a Game number 2 edition of Brewers Extra Innings here in a few hours on WTMJ.